podcast is presented as entertainment, not flight instruction. Though some participants are certified flight instructors, their comments, opinions, and discussions of flying techniques are theirs alone. None of the co-hosts or guests on this podcast are acting as your flight instructor. Please consult your own CFI for guidance on your specific flight training, aeronautical knowledge, and aircraft operation. is the Stuck Mike Avcast, an aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Episode 209, Sun and Fun Open Pod Night, Part 2, coming up next in this episode of the Stuck Mike Avcast. Now here are your co-hosts, Victoria Newville, Eric Crump, Larry Overstreet, Russ Roseleski, Tom Frick, Rick Felty, and Carl Valeri. Well, folks, welcome to episode 209. This is part two of the Sun and Fun Open Pod Night that we started in the last episode. If you remember, this is a first for Sun and Fun and Sun and Fun Radio, uh, similar to Potapalooza, where we have all these different podcasters up on the deck talking. And, of course, we hosted this event with Suck Mike Avcast. So let's get to those interviews and listen to the other podcasters on the second hour. Well, welcome back to the deck here, live, Sun and Fun Radio, America's front porch. We're here watching a beautiful sunset at a wonderful air show today. The weather has been terrific. We ordered a little bit of rain at the beginning to, you know, knock out the dust when people were pulling in here. And uh, now we've ordered some of the sunshine, a little bit of clouds to keep us cool uh, at night. Joining me on the deck is Let's Talk Flying Podcast. And uh, by the way, this is the open pod night that uh, was Launchpad Mazari from the Airplane Geeks. Brainchild said, hey, let's do this. Let's have a podcast where we can all come together and discuss. Uh, Valeria Aviation Corporation, which I own, is uh, also produces two podcasts. Stuck My Gaffcast, Aviation Curse Podcast is hosting this evening's show. And you can find them online and all the other scholarships that are involved for all people, all ages at avshinkerspodcast.com let's talk flying podcast let's talk flying and joining us on the deck why don't you introduce yourselves one more time in case they're just joining us uh this is kevin and rob erickson Hey, welcome, guys. And uh, then Let's Talk Flying podcast, many different varieties of people flying, what they're going to do, what they're flying, not necessarily making money, but yeah. uh, that's why we're talking about Let's Talk Flying podcast. I love the logo, too. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk about that, the little yeah. blue bear? Yeah, we can talk yeah. about How the did, bear. That's your yeah. brain show. That's, yeah. yeah, okay. So I'll, um, I know we, we, we talked about it a little bit when we talked on the Stuck Mike Avcast a few months back, but <laughs> it was... Uh, a, f- a friend of mine, um, we got together on a business venture uh, for drink mixers, and we brainstormed an idea of what we wanted to call a promotions company for drink mixers. So it came out to where we got uh, Blue Panda Promotions, and then uh, when the kind of the industry changed and, and mixers and stuff changed, um, uh, we ended up separating ways just because the business was kind of slowing down. Um, so then when it, when I had the idea for the podcast and I talked to Rob and we got in on this and I said, Hey, you know, my other business partner, can I use the logo and, and everything? And, and I want to modify it. And he said, sure. And, and so we came up with this, uh, Panda and decked him out as a little captain and, and, uh, put a mic and some headphones on him, And, and it's, uh, it's been a real big hit actually. Yeah, that's cute. 
Yeah, it I stands lo- out. The sunglasses give it. I mean, I love it. That makes it for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like the little panda. That's a. And it, it looks like a, a captain ready to go flying. Imagine oh, yeah. you see that in the cockpit when you get on the air, oh, yeah. aircraft. That would be a. It'd be one interesting so, thing y- for sure. So again, notice, you guys. I was going to say, and notice the panda seems to be copying an attitude. He is because those, yeah. those the air of superiority. Yes. Yeah, that, that's Rob. That that takes after Rob. Rob's kind of a smart one there. So that's kind of it fits us. I think it fits our attitudes well. Kind of you know, it's a laid back show. Kind of you know, no pressure. You know, we want to talk to you, just talk to you, just be in a relaxed environment and just do it that way. And uh, you know, the show itself um, is kind of really close to the heart because. I wanted this when I was in flight school. Where am I going to go? Can I get a little flight training? Can I kind of get an idea of what the different industries like? You know, what are the, like, what's the hours, uh, the effect on family, you know, different things like that. And what are some of the fun, exciting things that I can use aviation for, uh, you know, just for pleasure maybe. And so that's kind of what we wanted to focus on. We, uh, we, are, we, do, we do flight instructing. We have a, we have a couple different ones out there uh, that we did we did uh, steps to safer takeoffs uh, we talked about winter ops uh, because in northern Michigan winter operations is is pretty it's it's a it's a must you it's a must you have to know about it uh, in order to fly in the winter in northern Michigan and then uh, we have a couple things on the horizon we're working on a couple part series uh, aviation medical series uh, which we do want people to reach out to us with medical questions um, as we are going to work with an uh, AME and everything like that that's going to come on and, and answer some of those questions. And uh, we're going to put a series like that together. What else, bro? Well, yeah, like you said, the AME, a good friend of ours who actually does both our medicals. I mean, you know, we talked to him and he tells us all these, you know, various stories of, you know, you know, it w- what are some issues? Not to mention flight instructing, all these issues we hear from people, you know, oh, yeah. they, we're trying to train them and then they, they have them, you know, they have an issue with the medical. So, uh, you know, we wanted to put something out there so people have some idea before they get it. You know, here's some common issues they have on a basic medical. Uh, you know, here's some common questions on the basic med or here's some common ailments like high blood pressure, diabetes or whatnot that uh, some people can have some information ahead of time. Yeah, so, it's, but it's that, a big deal. Yeah. And it's a, it's a it's a it's a kind of one of those. I got listening today as I was working uh, here at the station, listening to that medical uh, talking about the medicals today, uh, it kind of was an eye opener. Kind of kicked back the fire to get the series going, and, and that's kind of, you know, I was talking to Rob about that yeah, stuff. It's kind of good. Yeah, after last sun fun, I you know I invited Kevin down here. He joined us at Camp Radioactive, and uh, you know I got to introduce him all these people. Oh, here's this guy from this podcast. Here's this guy, and I think that finally lit the fire even more. <laughs> finally, to, get it, to really get it moving, and uh, I, it's just awesome to be reached out uh by people that listen and we and it's neat to track it and see where it all comes from and all over the world is where people reach out to us and they said stuff like this is what i needed to get through this is what i needed to go and and work on my private or this is what i needed to you know just just do this or that and and it it really it makes me feel good that i contributed in helping somebody and uh and you know, they a lot of people reach out and uh, have followed Rob on Instagram, and, and they really reach and they said his photos and stuff are amazing. It's just, it's good that we are keeping people motivated, um, and we try to keep it fun too at the same time. You know, I've been asking everybody about how it's changed you. Uh, you've been podcasting for how long now? Uh, I'd say about a year now. About a year. About a year. So, uh, so what, what's it done for your life, you personally? <clears throat> Go ahead and start out, Rob. 
Well, you know, honestly, you know, there's a lot of information out there. And it's, it's you know, you love to get the information you have out to people. Um, you know, as Kevin said earlier, you know, we cater to a wide audience. Um, whether or not you're a pilot, uh, you know, someone working the ramp, uh, someone just 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 like aviation period we want to cater to everyone we want to have something for everyone out there um you know you're curious what it's like uh, we were talking about one uh, we're working on of uh you know winter with winter ops with uh, de-icing you know we you know carl you and i deal with it all the time in air- airline operations but to the most most general aviation person might not know a darn thing about it so i mean oh hey they got a podcast about uh, de-icing operations i'm gonna go listen to that and find out what it's actually about you know and that specifically you know you talk to people about that and especially being in the world i am as a supervisor for a regional airline that is a scary moment for people seeing seeing an aircraft being de-iced and, and knowing how do they know that that aircraft's ready for depart i mean there's a lot of questions behind it. So the being able to have somebody on that that's their everyday eight to five job or more, you know, to explain it will help put people at ease. That's a big thing. And uh, the, the, for me, the podcast has changed me because I feel it's uh, it it makes me feel that like I'm able to help somebody start podcasting, you know, move somebody, you know, move somebody in a direction of where they wanted to go, or maybe I had. You know, somebody on, I actually had somebody reach out and uh, said they were really into uh, aerobatics. And then they listened to my episode where I interviewed um, uh, Mike Goulian. Mike Goulian. Yeah, I had a mind blank there. <laughs> and then they said that helped them. That was something that kind of drove them to keep pushing towards that goal. And then uh, I had a lot of people on balloon flying when I when I interviewed somebody that we know that flies hot air balloons and stuff. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of gratitude in that. That's cool. And hey, Carl and guys, guess who I found digging around in the back? Who's that? I found Jason Miller. Now, Jason Miller represent. He's been doing this first podcast was like 2005, which is like a question because wait, didn't they? They didn't invent the iPhone yet then. <laughs> um, but more importantly, his distinction is he's probably the most musical guy here who can actually carry a tune in a bucket, is what he's known for. And here we are with the finer points, Jason Miller, without a guitar. Without a guitar, yeah. Hey, thank you. So it's really nice to be here with everybody. Um, I'm hanging out on this deck, and I see so many podcasters. It's amazing. A lot of faces I recognize over the years. A lot of faces I don't that are brand new. It's nice to meet you guys, by the way. Nice to meet you, too. And and I think it's just awesome. Like you were just saying about reaching so many people. You know, um, I get that, too, still to this day. People that find the podcast, but... um, just the fact that all of us are creating these episodes for pilots in our own different way, talking about our experience and getting the word out. I mean, that for me, that was the whole, I mean, I'm a flight instructor and I realized pretty early on back in 2005 that I could only ever be in the plane with one person at a time. So you go out there and this magic happens on a flight lesson, this connection for somebody takes place. And I think, man, only this person and I are ever going to know about this. Um, and I had a student at the time. I live in San Francisco, so they had just invented the iPod, right? So it was pre-iPhone. They had just invented the iPod, and a student said to me, uh, have you ever thought about podcasting? And I said, what's podcasting? And, and that's how it started. I thought, wow, that's so cool. I could reach tens of thousands of people, potentially. Let's try this thing. And I put it out there, and that's exactly what happened. 
And I'm one of the listeners that decided to go on after listening to you for so long and start podcasting. And That's I think so cool. what's kind of cool about events like this and this whole you know, podcast that we're doing here now on the show, the open pod night is the fact that I finally get to meet you. Oh, I mean, nice. we, we were on, you were on my show, I think maybe six years ago, seven years ago. Yeah. It's and funny. And I didn't remember that we hadn't met face to face. Cause yeah. I, I know that we've met online. You, you think we have, right? I, th- I think yeah. I thought we had, but we, had, this is a, the first time we actually physically seen each other. So he does exist. And, and I'm sure you hear that a lot, right? Yeah. That, because, you know. yeah there, you're that person. When you start talking, <laughs> then they recognize you. That is the whole, point of tonight is a sanity check for all of us to actually put faces with the voice in our heads i'm not just hearing voices in my head there's actual a real person he's not a construct a virtual construct well what's interesting on on stuck mike we haven't even met all of our co-hosts yet i haven't met all my co-hosts yet and i've been podcasting with some for like seven years and i haven't actually physically met them isn't that amazing that uh, you can actually have that situation but be friends with somebody and you oh, never yeah, and you hope they're real that's, yeah and <laughs> you know? we're, that's what we're doing here is trying to put real we're, faces to the podcast and our listeners we're hoping because we're we're going to make all the photos from tonight and the feed for tonight available to all the different podcasts and hope they drop it in their feed so that you can see some of the voices in your head at least yeah, you know, I think that's that's such a great idea. I was recently on, uh, do you guys know Pilot to Pilot, that podcast, right? Sure. So Just, yeah, Justin really, yeah. recently had me on, yeah, and, and then uh, we had a fun time talking. It was one of those interviews where I actually forgot that we were recording. So then it's like I'm up to his mercy now. Like, whatever I said, I said, that's it. Like, he's going to put it out there. Uh, but what was so cool about it was a bunch of his fans, which are generally younger than my fans, like, just on Instagram would say hey I heard you on this podcast I didn't know you did a podcast right they found me they might know me from YouTube or whatever so I think it's so cool that uh, that y'all are doing this and that everybody's audience can get exposed to everybody else and you know it's not like you don't have enough hours in the day to listen to podcasts right so the more the merrier that's for sure so let's talk a little bit about your podcast and the other things you're doing on YouTube because we haven't mentioned that yet so so where can they find you on the internet for the, some of those folks that may not have heard of you um, I think the easiest is learnthefinerpoints.com is my website and um, it's it's all gen- it's pretty much the same theme I'm a flight instructor I teach flying I've been doing that for almost the last 20 years and I provide little tips, uh, little tricks, little things that'll help you in flight training or just help you be a better pilot. And I do it in a podcast and also on YouTube. And something that's come from the podcast, I think, is, is something else that you, you're doing. And that's through AOPA. So maybe we could talk a little bit about that. Uh, which is that the seminars that yes. I do for them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, well, I do. I work for the Air Safety Institute now. And I, I, uh, I travel on behalf of the AOPA. And I do safety seminars for pilots and uh, also flight instructor renewal courses, which um, a lot of folks are doing those online. But, you know, there is nothing in the world, and I'll, I'll be honest, I was one of them. Before I worked for AOPA, if, so if you're a flight instructor and you're listening. Is that advertised? Like, cause I'm, like right now, I'm, I'm literally doing my CFI renewal Are on you? sporties. Yeah. yeah, no, dude, I'm no, telling like, you. If, there was a, if I would have known that I could have went and yeah. I could have sat with somebody and did a CFI renewal, I would have, instead you know, of an examiner, I would have If I could have done a that. CFI renewal with Jason Miller, oh, I'd, I'm right there. <laughs> well, I'll say the best story I have there is I met Julie Clark, you know, the one that oh, she yeah, just did. Oh, yeah, the one and only Julie Clark? Yeah, oh, yeah. she goes to AOPA live 
five flight instructor renewal classes. That's how she's done it. That's how she's done it for years. So I'm standing up there in front of the class and I'm about to teach spins, right? And I'm looking out and I see Julie and I'm like, oh man. <laughs> I'm like, Julie, I'm like, Julie, you want to do this one? Like, do you have anything you want to add? Can I, am I getting it right? Like, you know, but it was awesome. That's how we met. We became friends and uh, ended up doing a video with her on YouTube just to kind of commemorate her farewell season this year. And, um, but yeah, that's how a live, or at least the live first that I'm allowed to run. I want everybody in the room to chime in. I mean, the reason it's, in my opinion, better than an online FERC is that we're all together. Mm-hmm. There might be 250,000 hours of experience in one room, right? I mean, between the you know sure. all the pilots and the airline pilots that are sitting there, who knows? And um, it's amazing to have everybody sort of talk about their experience and, and what they know. Sometimes we have mechanics or attorneys or air traffic controllers. And uh, it's just hard to get that kind of dynamic interaction when you're on the internet. So, so this live radio thing's pretty cool. Yeah, live radio too. You know, we're all here it's, together. All this podcasting experience in one deck. As, as I heard, it's it's kind of growing again, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that's great about podcasting is you can listen anytime you want and all over the world. Yeah. So I'm sure you get that. And you know, I've been asking all these folks. You know, as far as you personally, you and I, we talked about your career, but you as a person, how has this changed you doing the podcasting? Wow, you know, um, in a lot of different ways, and I've been doing it for a long time, so um, it's taught me so many different lessons. I think the the first thing, the immediate reward, kind of like what you guys were talking about um, on the Let's Talk Flying podcast, you guys were just saying how initially you get feedback from all over the world, and I still get that, and that's an amazing feeling. Um, just influencing pilots, people that say, hey, you know, your podcast made a huge difference for me, or I think your podcast saved my life. I had an engine failure the other day, and this thing I heard on your episode from 2008, I did it, and I think it saved my life, right? Hearing stuff like that is invaluable. Um, But it's also taught me a lot personally about perseverance, you know, because I've been doing it now for 14 years, something like that. So uh, it started as a weekly show, and those weeks start coming fast after a while. And then all you start getting these emails saying, hey, man, can't you do a daily show? I love this. <laughs> You're thinking, man, I really? don't know. <laughs> a daily show. So it's really, you know, it's kind of like a marriage where I feel like, or a, or a marathon, you know, either one of those examples, right? Like where if you stick with it and you commit to it, even though there's hard spots and some days you turn on the mic and you think, what do I, like, what do I have to say that, that is any different than what anybody else has to say? And you have those moments. If you push through them and you get that reward, after a while you just kind of hit your stride, and uh, now it's just a joy. I feel like uh, to make a podcast. So. Well, I can tell you personally that I'm one of those rewards because how many times that I had to drive that fuel truck around the perimeter of the airport while I was working on my commercial, my CFI, and I was listening to you back in '05. <laughs> yeah, that's I love it. In '06. This yeah, is, so. it's I listen to Jason Miller so much. Actually, still my iPad. I still have your rendition of New Moon. Wow. I still have it. Really? I still have it. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, that's great. <laughs> and that's, you know, so the podcast for me has really evolved. I used to uh, sit down and, and write scripts and sort of come up with a concept I wanted to talk about and record it. It would be about seven to ten minutes long. And lately, I've been really enjoying more of a free form kind of thing where I just turn on the mic and to answer questions that come in through email or just talk about things I know that I do every day. Yeah, just, uh, that's a big thing. You know, just getting the feedback from the listeners is, is huge. I like it. It's, uh, it makes me feel good, and I, I kind of know where you're going with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Speaking of listeners, we have a few on here that are going to rotate on deck. Uh, let's Talk Flying Podcast. Jason, we'd like to have you hang out a little bit longer. Let's make sure before you folks leave us, tell us 
where they can find you online and when they can hear you. What time, weekly, monthly, etc. Okay, so Rob and I said this year we are going to do our best to bring at least one episode a month. Just because we both work really busy schedules. Um, you can find us, and actually it's up today. Uh, just a brand new webpage just came up today, a little while ago. www.letstalkflying.com you find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at uh, Let's Talk Flying. Uh, you know, the big thing with us is we really want people to sign up for our newsletter. Newsletter is not going to just be a newsletter. It's going to be t- you know giveaways, T-shirts, fun things. You know, biggest thing is we want to stay engaged with our listeners. And I feel that reaching out via an email or something like that is, is a really effective way. So please come on and, and please sign up. You know, if people really want new material, new idea, they have an idea, please feel free to send us a message. Um, if you want us to add on to an episode, please feel free to reach out to us on any of those social media outlets, and uh, we'll do our best to take care of it. Definitely. We definitely want to maybe in the future get some of our, our listeners on and to tell the story of how it changed their opinions and stuff towards aviation, too. So I think Rob and I, are we're going to keep plugging away at this. Cool. Been pretty cool with Jason Miller here sharing the podcast. Oh, yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. Sitting next to somebody that's been on forever. I don't know whether yeah, it's yeah, kiss, forever, kiss forever. a ring or bow or yeah. what. Yeah. I think back in high school we listened Talk to, to me yeah. in 14 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, great, guys. Thanks so much. Appreciate you right, coming thanks here. Thanks for having and, us. Yeah, Thank you. And uh, don't forget, Let's Talk Flying Podcast. The other way he didn't tell you uh, you can find them is look at the big pink shirt. And uh, they're going to start having those at air Oh, shows. yeah. I think we're going to do a, uh, a special run of the pink shirts uh, for Osh. But don't let me influence you, but I do. Like no, the, I, I think it's I cool. Like it. Yeah, it shows it shows up at air shows rather rather easily. I can see right. it from mile away. Thanks again. Well, we're just talking uh, here on Open Pod Night, uh, first time Sun and Fun uh, liveatc.net slash SNF is how you can stream us. Uh, don't forget uh, M7 has been a sponsor here. Our 25th anniversary of Sun and Fun Radio. They uh, stood up and said, "Listen, we heard about what happened with the lightning strike. We're going to go ahead and." and give some money to you to get that running again, the get Hal running, and we really appreciate what they've done. You can go to snfradio.com, make sure you enter a contest to win one of the six pairs of Aviator eyewear that they are giving away here at the event. Make sure you go visit them. M7, thanks so much for your support. And on the 25th anniversary and 45th anniversary of Sun and Fun Radio. Again, we're speaking with Jason Miller. Jason, <clears throat> I tell you, uh, you are one of the first podcasts that I listened to. One of the things I did like was a little jingle. May not have remembered what you talked about, but I do remember the song. I'm just kidding. No, no, I, no, I, I learned it. Honestly, <laughs> I did no, learn a lot. Thank you so much. And I had to, I had to, I had to let the song go. So I I don't know if you've uh-huh. seen anything, uh, but it's funny that you say that because I had a couple people tell me recently, just in the last week, we missed the song. Um, so maybe this is a chance to talk oh, about it. I yeah, had, let's talk. Why about did it. you let the song go? Yeah, let's talk about that. You know, I, this I, is the thing about this podcasting. Is, why did you let the song go? Well, this, you know, a moment ago I was talking about my podcast feeling like a marriage, right? Like I've been doing it for 14 years. It's a long time to do the podcast, and. Um, there came a moment where it was just feeling stale for me. Like every time I sat down to, to do it, it felt like I was doing the same old thing. And I tried one day, I said, you know what, I'm going to just put the song on the shelf for a minute and I'm going to just go to some different music. I'm a musician. That's where the song comes from. I'm inspired by music. I love music. 
So I spent some time finding music that I thought was cool, that was inspiring. And when I put that new music in there, something lit up for me again. You know, something kind of said, you know what, this is fresh. This feels creatively good for me. I'm going to kind of go this direction. And as and there are a few listeners out there saying, what happened to the song? What happened to the theme song? So it's still there on the feed. You can go back and listen. Those episodes are still live. The, the theme song that started the show has been there for forever. Um, but lately, I've been been kind of venturing away from it, and it's been feeling. Have you good, considered so. using it as just your outro? Uh, there is an outro song. That's the "Look Up into the Sky" song, right? Okay. Um, so there was a, I, I, you know, and when I started the Finer Points, I was inspired to sit down and write two songs. I was going to write an intro song, which is the "Oh, I look up to the sky. Oh, yeah. it's a beautiful day to go fly." That song, and that was the intro song. And then there was an outro song. And um, that was inspiring and that was motivating at the time. But there, there came a point where I, I don't even know if I realized it, but I felt like, gosh, this is not just, it feels rote, you know? So when I, when I broke the mold, when I ditched those two songs and just started going after like premium beats had come along and all these new, new music yeah. services and I'd spend 30 minutes in there listening to tracks going, wow, that one's amazing. That one's beautiful. This one's great. And start integrating that new music into the show. It brought some life back for me. So... I'm sorry to the listeners that missed the songs. <laughs> well, there's a as a listener, there's a um, a, a touchstone. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I know what it is when it comes on. I know. Wait, you know, we've we've changed our I music know. too, and people have complained, but not yeah, complaining. Just they reached out, like, hey, what happened to the old music? It's and, tough, man. It's like going to any any artist you love, right? You you go see Billy Joel, you want to hear Piano Man, right? But at some point. Yeah. Billy Joel's tired of playing piano man. And, and <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> right? <you know? laughs> I mean, so, or, or like Springsteen, who suddenly everything was acoustic and, yeah. he, slow, and he totally slowed it down. There you go. It, yeah. You know, and you're like, right, well, right. okay. So it's this delicate balance, right? The, the, the fans want me to stay inspired as much as they want to hear that song. So maybe it'll come back someday. Let's do a retro rendition of it. We could do that, a podcast, right? Yeah, uh, the, absolutely. The, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. As a matter of fact, speaking of which, I remember when I had you on Aviation Careers podcast many, many years ago, we talked about your being a flight instructor and actually making a living as a flight instructor. One of the reasons we had you on. That's correct. Um, you've made a progression in your life. Um, yeah, to some extent. I mean, I still teach flying. It's the core of what I do. Um, but at this point, I'm only teaching flying about two or three days a week. Two or three. Okay. Two or three. So uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays are my flying days. I fly all day. I do three lessons a day. So I, I pack. I pack them in. I mean, I still have seven or eight live, you know, real students. Um, sometimes I'll take an overflow day on Monday. Um, and in the in the Monday, Wednesday, and Friday days, I'm editing and doing production, right? So I'm doing the podcast, I'm doing YouTube videos, I'm planning these adventure trips that we run every summer, and um, all of this is at learnthefinerpoints.com if anyone's interested. But but that's kind of how I spend my Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Awesome. Yeah, but it wouldn't be the finer points if I wasn't out there teaching. No, and definitely I, not. I can't see a world where I'm not out in the right seat at least a couple days a week. That's for sure. Well, we're going to have to go to a break. We're speaking with Jason Miller from the Finer Points Podcast. You're listening to 1510 AM. LiveATC.net slash SNF is how you can stream it on the internet. Let's go to the break. This is Russ Rosleski from the Stuck Mike Avcast, celebrating Sun and Fun Radio's 25th anniversary. You're listening to Sun and Fun Radio WPEP 788. 1510 AM and online at liveatc.net slash SNF. 
Hello, aviators. This is Pilot Jim G from Brandywine Regional Airport in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Everyone knows that Sun and Fun is more than just a big fly-in air show. This fantastic festival is the primary fundraiser for Sun and Fun's educational mission, the Aerospace Center for Excellence, which operates year-round programs in aviation education from junior high school all the way through high school and college. Take some time this week to learn about the current success and future plans at the Aerospace Center for Excellence, all supported by your attendance here at Sun and Fun and by your tax-deductible donations. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Sun and Fun Radio thanks SkySpot Advertising of Lakeland for their continued support. SkySpot Advertising uses a high-tech LED lighting system under the wings of their aircraft to create a unique, effective, and affordable way for you to get your message across. All across the sky, that is. If you're looking to proclaim your love, give a shout-out, or promote your business, SkySpot Advertising is a powerful and unforgettable way to target audiences from Tampa to Orlando. You can see SkySpot Advertising in action right here at Sun and Fun every night. You can also check out their YouTube channel, SkySpot Ads, or their website, skyspotadvertising.com. Hey, honey, I'm going to go look at some more airplanes. Want to come? Oh, you go on ahead, dear. I'm heading over to the Ladies' Pavilion. The Ladies' Pavilion? What's that? Why, it's a great place to relax. With events like Tupperware and Pampered Chef parties, tea parties, craft projects, numerous vendors, and much more. They have a little something for everybody. No kidding. Where did you hear about it? Why, flysnf.org, of course, where you can search the daily schedule for all the current activities. Hope to see you there, ladies. They say you need one airplane to go fast, one to go slow, and one to go upside down. If you're into that third category, you can stop by the Sun and Fun Aerobatic Center and the Curtis Pitts Museum. The Aerobatic Center promotes stall spin awareness, unusual attitude recovery training, and better airmanship through aerobatics. All aviation enthusiasts are invited to stop by the center, located adjacent to the aerobatic tent, and enjoy the shade and hospitality. Sun and Fun offers many services for our handicapped guests. Handicap parking is available near the registration building. Please let the parking attendant know so they can wave you onto the lot. We have a golf cart that will shuttle people from the handicap parking lot to the ticketing window or the scooter rental. You can bring your own wheelchair or scooter, or we have them available for rent on a daily basis near main registration. Please visit the Handicap Services office located on the west side of the admissions building in the main gate plaza, or go to flysnf.org for more information. Sun and Fun thanks our sponsor, Aviators Hotline and AircraftForSale.com. Aviators Hotline, bringing buyers and sellers together in aviation for over 40 years. Aviators Hotline is the trusted monthly resource the aviation industry has relied on for over 40 years to help find or sell single or twin engine piston aircraft and related parts and services. Available in print and digital format, Aviators Hotline is distributed to subscribers, qualifying FBOs, and aircraft owners worldwide. Get a free copy or subscribe at booth B32. You can stop by Aviators Hotline in Hangar B, booth B32, or visit them online at aviatorshotline.com. Sun and Fun thanks our sponsor, PilotMall.com, located on the Sun and Fun grounds across from Hangar B. PilotMall.com is a full-service pilot shop offering over 10,000 aviation products, including pilot supplies, headsets, radios, flight training material, and so much more. They even have a big new tent full of great take-home gifts, official Sun and Fun souvenirs, and toys for aviators or future aviators of all ages. For more information, you can visit PilotMall.com or stop by the air-conditioned PilotMall.com store right here at Sun and Fun across from Hangar B. And we are live at Sun and Fun Radio 1510 on your AM dial and streaming live on liveatc.net slash sunandfun. Uh, this is Launchpad, and I'm still here with everybody out there. And this is Carl Valerian. Right. 
just hanging out with Launchpad. And just as, hey, by the way, I want to shout out to you. This is a great idea. I love what you've done here. Well, thank you. Before we become too much of a self-licking ice cream cone, <laughs> um, I want to introduce who I found on the back deck. And it's Mike Harris from the Why We Fly podcast. And what his take is, this is, what do you do with your pilot's license after they've mailed you the plastic hard copy? Why yep. we fly. That's that, right. That's yeah. right. Welcome. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Good to see you all. Yeah, it's great to see you. Long yeah. time since when? Well, uh, yeah. You, uh, it would have yeah. been Weren't some you fun here. the guy sleeping on my couch? I was on your couch. That the was the guy. Day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, waiting out the storm, storm so I could fly home the next day, which which was great because then I didn't fly home with wet tents and stuff. Got a good night's sleep for the flight back to Nashville well, and my tri-pacer. I enjoyed having you. That's for sure. Yeah, it was much well, appreciated. Why we fly? I tell you, I love the fact that you're telling people or giving Giving people ideas what they can do with the license. Tell us a little bit about my why we fly. Yeah, so um, so I'm you know I'm I'm a little di- I'm a private pilot and an airplane owner. So I got my license in 2014 and bought my uh, 1957 Piper Tri Pacer. Cool. Uh, in the fall of 2015 and started the podcast right after that. I um, it, where it started for me is I was listening to all these other podcasts: Duck Mike, Uncontrolled Air's Place, Finer Points, um, Airplane Geeks, all of them. And you know, through all that commentary, I, I really kind of got focused on the pilot shortage and um, how we really need to be bringing people in to general aviation. And I have a you know a sales background, and to me, what bothered me is there's so much misinformation out there. There's it didn't seem like to me that there's certainly people doing organizations and people doing doing things to quote unquote sell general aviation to bring people into it, but it's kind of limited in what's out there. There's not uh, you know, there's not a huge push or, you know, marketing sales to bring people in to the fold. Um, and there's so much misinformation out there, like so many people, part of the general population, um, all they know about small airplanes is when one, pl- when one crashes. And to me, it's just terrible. So, so I get, you know, my mother-in-law is a great example that, you know, she... <laughs> Careful what you say about your mother-in-law. <laughs> she'll never hear, she'll <laughs> she never hear this. <laughs> no, you know, I think what you guys are doing is so important because I think what people don't realize about the training environment, which is where I am all the time, right, is that it's a social experience. You know, you come into flight training and you're with your CFI. And what is always a shock to my students after they graduate or get their ticket or whatever is that flying alone can be boring, right? Yeah, they don't yeah. even think about it. Mm-hmm. They just think, well, I'm always with my flight instructor. I love this guy. Like, or mm-hmm. I love this girl. Like, they're great. I am fun doing this. All of a sudden you get your license, you do the tour or two around your hometown for your friend. And then what do you, what do you do with it? You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I find that big time that people don't have a great mission always. They don't know exactly what to do with that new ticket or, you know, and then they don't want to, they don't have a great reason to do it. So then they don't, it's harder to justify to go spend the money on a rental plane. And, you know, so I, I'm kind of different in that. Like I started, I joined a flight club before I even finished my, um, my license. So as soon as I finished my license, I was flying the, um, the flying club 172 to family. I'm in Nashville. So I have family in Atlanta, Chattanooga, my wife's family's in Arkansas. So like I don't drive to go see family. Like if it can at all be avoided, I, I fly. Um, and I have I've been down to uh, to Sun and Fun with the airplane three times from Nashville and Oshkosh twice now, and um, I've kind of integrated into my life a lot. Like I'll you know if if my if my mother in law is going to keep my son like in Arkansas for for my wife and I to go on vacation or for a weekend or something like I'll fly him there, you know, and and that's how I get him there and that's how I get him back. 
Um, so it's I've I've integrated having an airplane into my life and and make use of it um, because I did I did a lot of road tripping before. I mean a lot. So. Um, that's part of why I got so fired up about wanting to learn to fly once I kind of learned that you could, because I, I was one of those that I just didn't really know that you could fly little airplanes, and yeah. then, then I didn't really know what you could do with them. So me kind of being an adult learn in my 20s, learning some of this stuff, what you can do with an airplane, is kind of the impetus for the for the podcast, too. I'm, I'm trying to educate people on what they can do with an airplane. Um, so sometimes it's just me telling stories about what I'm doing. Like I, you know, one of the, I get a lot of great feedback when at the, at the start of the year, I go through my logbook and I just talk about every flight I did, you know, and it seems like it's a little boring, but it's, it's actually not. And I, and, and listeners have really enjoyed hearing that because they, they hear how I have integrated flying into my life and all the missions I've done and, you know, and going to the beach. I mean, I've been to Florida to the beach three or four times with the family and landed a grass strip, you know, close to Destin and stuff. And that's, that's cool. Landed another grass strip close to Inglewood, Florida for my uncle's uh, 70th birthday, like, you know, which I wouldn't have gone to cause it's like a 14 hour drive from Nashville, but the flight made it doable, made it fun. So, um, yeah, I, t- I talk about the things that I do, but I also interview people as well. And I talk about, um, you know what they love to do with an airplane it's really why we fly that's, that's as simple as that sounds uh, but i mean i've had aviators all across the board from you know astronauts space shuttle pilots to blue angels to air show pilots um to you know my friends local pilots that just kind of kind of have those typical stories about they were rusty pilots and now they own an airplane you know and they got back into flying and now they own an airplane yeah that, and i think that's how rusty pilots are born you know as you run out of things to do you yeah. run out of things that you want to do yeah exactly so i think you got to keep that mission and keep and keep knowing what's going on um and and like i said i've, I've done i think i've done pretty good about just integrating it into my life and and uh and doing flying missions all the time so yeah. it's a lot of fun the podcast i don't work professionally in aviation um but the podcast gave me the ability to get involved in aviation um start to make connections and and down the road i do want to get my cfi and i do like you know maybe when i'm through with corporate life like work in aviation as a second career and uh and do a lot of stuff with it because that's that's what i think i would really like is teaching and, and again it kind of bringing people in and and welcoming the aviation and showing them everything you can do with an airplane and because i tell you when people the general population when you tell them you can buy a twenty-five thousand dollar airplane like mine i mean i I paid 25 grand you can pick up a tri-pacer um you can put i put my wife and my four-year-old in 100 pounds of bags and get to destin in three hours instead of seven and a half driving and i can take my little twenty-five thousand dollar airplane to the bahamas like i haven't done that yet but like it's definitely something i'm gonna do yeah and when you tell people that that you can do that they just give you this look they're like what What? i know (laughs) that's crazy i know they think buying planes is just for the rich and famous absolutely one of the things that uh, launchpad again here one of the things that we have i have a problem with is that when i'm explaining to somebody yeah my wife and i flew we you know flew up to uh, Friedrichsburg and they're like oh I didn't know Southwest no I flew <laughs> and the thing I'm getting at is the failure of the English language if you ask somebody how they got to work today they will tell you oh I took a bus or I rode my motorcycle or I uh, hit, you know, Ubered or I carpooled they will only say I drove if they manipulated the steering wheel Right, but yet they say, "Oh, 
we flew over to Austin, and it's like, no, you didn't. You're you just self-loading cargo. <laughs> yeah. And it's trying to explain to my friends that, you know, no, no, no. I manipulated the controls. Yeah. You know, I flew to, you know, I'm not self-loading cargo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. One now, the- I wanted to ask Mike a quick question along that lines of when, how do you, you know, what's the vocabulary we use? To try and distinguish that. Ideas? Everybody that knows me knows that I own an airplane. <laughs> I think, that, you ever heard the joke that, you know, how do you know if there's a pilot at your party? Because he'll tell you. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, don't ask somebody if they're a pilot, because if he is, he'll tell you. And if he isn't, why embarrass him? <laughs> there you go. I want to, yeah. now let me do something else, though. One of the things I want to throw back to you that I've, had great fun doing now that my license is hard plastic and not a paper one is doing young eagle flights Uh, where you get to take the kids up for their first whether it's a young eagle or an eagle flight which is somebody over 18 right and taking them up for their first flight because i get to sound like i'm a a flight instructor and be really smart but you know but it's taking them (laughs) you get to light the fire for somebody Uh, yeah yeah. that's a lot of fun yeah. yeah, absolutely. I love, I've gotten just like, I guess the last year or two started doing some of that kind of stuff. I'm actually, um, was voluntold to be the uh, chapter president of a EAA chapter, uh, this year. So I'm, I'm a year in as, as a chapter president, um, and got, and got set up doing some young Eagle flights, um, and did my first young Eagle flights last year, um, for some friends, kids. And it's so much fun. So cool to do. Um, and actually last year as well, I did a, um, a boy scouts merit badge day where you go out you know and talking about and they they have the troop leader and, and a local airline pilot was the leader leader of that and he did ground school and they make airplanes and then we and the volunteer pilots take them on flights that is exactly what my eaa group we actually put together a package now that we take to different boy scout troops and in a morning or a, a saturday morning we can run them through 16 of the 18 requirements to get a boy scout merit badge and what we found with that is by taking it to them, in the normal merit badge things, a Boy Scout says, I want a merit badge for this, and he runs off and does it. But he does it individually. That's part of the, the experience. Mm-hmm. We found that if we offered it up and said, hey, we're going to offer, you know, all you got to do is show up and, you know, we're going to run you through 16. Suddenly, everybody in the troop was like, well, you know, path of least resistance. Okay, I'll get a merit badge. And we bring in... Uh, we're very lucky where I am in uh, Central Texas. We br- we have a the local ATC controller comes down, yeah. and he actually has a budget from the FAA to bring stuff and teaches. And we've got you know we bring in a a controller, we bring in a flight surgeon, we bring in to meet all those career things. Yep. And the point being is that kids who normally or scouts who normally would not have gone after an aviation merit badge. You know, their, their scoutmaster's hitting them upside the back of the head saying, dude, you know, you're missing an opportunity here. Get the badge. Yeah, and when I did it, they, I remember the, the troop leader saying it was one of the few badges that they can get in one day. Like that a lot of the badges take a lot more time and you can't just knock out a, a badge in one day. Um, so that's really cool. And, you know, I, I've also heard of uh, uh, partnering with Girl Scout troops, too. I don't, I don't know if merit badges, how it exactly works in the Girl Scout, but I've heard, like, them having, you know, you can fly days with Girl Scout troops to get girls involved because we definitely need not just boys to get involved in aviation. We need all of the next generation. 
Women in Aviation, the Girls Fly Day that they there have. There you go. Frederick, there's lots of those opportunities out there. You know, one of the things I never want to take away from anybody is the fact that, you know, Jason's podcast is a lot about learning to fly and, and learning all the intricacies, and it's a challenge. Many of us do this because I always wanted to learn how to fly. But let's get them in the fold. Yes, I want you to get your license. They don't have any plans afterwards. Yeah. Then you listen to Mike Harris's podcast, Why We Fly, and you listen to those stories. What you do with your pilot certificate afterwards and those yeah. amazing journeys you go on the people that you get to meet and and the feelings you get while you're in that aircraft i think that that's one of the things that i love about the why we fly yeah it's to me it's it's so critical we keep growing aviation or stop the decline and get more people in um one thing I've said to people before is that I don't want to be the only airplane owner in Nashville, Tennessee, 30 years from now. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm in my late 30s. Like, owning an airplane in your late 30s, not that I'm the only one, but it's unusual. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm oh, a yeah. lot younger than most of my pilot buddies that own airplanes. <laughs> yeah, a lot less gray hair. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mike, so. you know, we, we're going to have to say, and I hate to do this, you yeah. know, to say goodbye to our friend here, Jason. He's got to move on to some other things. It's always wonderful. Well, not seeing you. I don't get to see you, but, yeah, yeah. but hearing from you, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's incredible. Thank you so much, you guys. It's been great to be here. Thanks. Hands. Nice yeah, to meet good you, Good to see you, Jason yeah. Miller. Yep. You Thank know, you all that, very much. Awesome podcast and YouTuber. And now with AOPA, the Flight Safety Foundation, everything you do is great by inspiring pilots. And uh, I love your story. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks. It's great yeah, to be man. here. Thank you. Like, you know, we, I've been asking everybody this question. Uh, I don't know if we got briefed. Is, you know, how, how do you think this podcast that you're doing, Why We Fly, mm-hmm. how do you think it's affected your life? Well, the, the first thing that comes to mind is, is meeting all the people like, like you guys and around Sun and Fun Radio because um, I've been involved on the podcast, kind of got me involved with the radio station. So I've met so many people that I used to listen to the podcast of um, and become friends with so many people and, and made so many connections. Um, and to start feeling like I'm doing something in the industry is, has been incredible because I didn't even start it like planning for it to become a business and bring sponsors on. But I mean, I am sponsored by Nashville Flight Training. I'm sponsored by Bose. So it has been super rewarding to get get involved just be, to be feeling like I'm a part of the industry instead of um, you know not just a private pilot but like I, I definitely dream down down the road of being full time involved in the industry so it's kind of been that stepping stone for me to to meet a lot of people make a lot of connections and um, so that's that's been big you know it's, it's yeah. totally changed my my network of people uh, because of that and and listeners too I mean I've I met uh, you know I meet a lot of these listeners like at events like this and Oshkosh and um, we're meeting you know through social media and stuff like that too so it's just it's just expanded my network dramatically um, because it, you know part of why I wanted to start the podcast too was because I my I didn't have a lot of people to talk about airplanes with like I really didn't you know. I had a handful of people I knew locally, um, and my t- my poor wife was so tired of hearing about airplanes. You know, <laughs> so that that part of it is it just I wanted to have more conversations about what other people do with airplanes and what do they love. I mean, I'm always asking questions like, you know, what do you love to do in an airplane? Like, what for you is the story that you know encompasses your love of flight? You know, and and what's on your aviation bucket list? Like, I love having these conversations. Yeah. So the podcast has been an excuse for me to have those conversations with people all over the board and and give me the opportunity to have those conversations with Blue Angels pilots and space shuttle pilots and people like that, which has been so super cool. When I, at Oshkosh two years ago, 
when I interviewed Charlie Precourt, space shuttle pilot and astronaut. I mean, I was, I, I was the one like walking, you know, floating through the air. Like after that, pilot. I just thought that was the coolest thing ever to get to, to, to interview an astronaut and somebody that flew the space shuttle. So, um, yeah, I, that's been the biggest impact is the, the network that I've been able to, to expand and, and grow in aviation and, and growing my aviation friends. And, um, and I've absolutely loved it. Yeah. Look at us. Yeah, absolutely. You get so, to hang out. Got to be buddies too. Podcasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Now, Carl, joining us here on the deck to make sure you know. Now that we've talked about what you can do when you're uh, the hard plastic, the ink's dried and the hard plastic, the real ones arrived in the mail. That's just so cool. <laughs> is that well? Now we've got Max, who's going to teach us how not to go get dead. <laughs> um, and give us the good analysis because we're joined by Max Trescott of Aviation News Talk Radio. And Max comes with it, you know, he had to come down on high because he's the 2008 instruct, Flight Instructor of the Year. So he actually has some credentials. He does. It's amazing. And, and it's great to have him on as a and guest. And he's another um, son of fly the airplane geeks podcast it's true co-host currently of the airplane geeks podcast and then spun off aviation news talk and the reason i did that was i fly five days a week and i'm teaching all the time we hate him yeah that's true (laughs) but but, you know i paid my dues i spent 25 years in conference rooms high tech looking out dreaming i were out i was outside looking at the clouds and now i'm living the dream you know the last 15 years i'm just up there teaching all the time and i just i love teaching more than i actually love flying by myself i find it very satisfying helping other people you know achieve their uh, their flying goals but the challenge was i would jump out of the airplane and i would have so many new insights that I wanted to share with people, and there just wasn't enough time to do that on Airplane Geeks because that show covers commercial aviation, so we're talking about Boeing and Airbus, covers military and general aviation. So I was looking to start something which would allow me to focus strictly on general aviation, but really be skills-focused and constantly uh, provide people with a stream of information and, and sometimes you know new insights that I've picked up. Um, so typically we'll you know, take a, a topic and drill really deep down into it so that most anybody who listens to it, even if they're a, you know, an active pilot, will walk away and go, yeah, you know, I got one or two nuggets. I thought I knew a lot about magnetos, but oh my gosh, I didn't realize this, you know, this one thing. So it's, it's been a fun uh, outlet for me to just uh, share everything that, uh, that I see daily on a daily basis when I'm flying. Well, and one of the things I think was what your high watermark or uh, as you as the tide continues to rise was your interview with the i forget his name the caps pilot that pulled in the bahamas yeah and the, the honesty of what he did right what he did wrong you know the fact that you know he opened his door and the door departed on impact but the pastor forgot to open his you know his door and therefore was like whoop yeah, yeah. I, th- I think a lot of people saw that in the news about four weeks ago when a Cirrus pilot was coming back uh, from a scuba diving trip in the Caribbean, lost oil pressure, and within just a matter of a couple of minutes, the engine quit at 8,000 feet. So he didn't have long to glide down before he reached the altitude where he had to pull the parachute if he was going to 
to use it. And uh, I, I teach in Cirrus's. That's all I teach in anymore. Five days a week I teach in the Cirrus. Uh, so I'm kind of familiar with the airplane, but not real familiar with what it's like when it hits the water. Uh, and so I was really intrigued to get a chance to talk with him literally about 10 days after this happened while it was still very raw and fresh. And, you know, there were a couple times in the podcast where he just kind of paused and kind of said, you know, sorry, I'm you know feeling kind of emotional about this. Uh, I think that um, any of these large... Um, any type of incident you have in an aircraft where it's sort of a near-death experience where you fear that, you know, this could be the end, I think it leaves a lasting impact on, on people. It's not something that uh, they just get over, you know, a, a few months later or a year later. I think it lives them with them for a long time, and it probably changes them uh, a little bit. Uh, and so, yeah, I've been lucky to uh, interview some folks who've gone through some you know, some harrowing experiences. Just prior to that, I talked with a student pilot in uh, Maryland, who uh, four hours of solo, and on her uh, first solo cross country, uh, the oil let loose and completely covered the uh, the windshield, and she <laughs> she went from thinking, "Gee, is that mist on the window?" to having no visibility in a very short period of time. Uh, so I was lucky enough to um, have her contact me. She was a listener, and she said, "I want to share my story." And so I've had n- multiple people say, "Yeah, I, I have a story I want to share." In that case, we also interviewed the controller, and I was able to get the audio from Potomac uh, Tracon. Uh, so it really blended the whole thing together, almost kind of in an NPR you know, style narrative. Uh, and it was kind of fun to to show what the two of them were thinking at the same time as they were going through the entire process. Now, the thing I took away from it was that I learned a lot about what happens when you lose oil and lose forward visibility, but I also realized these are probably more survivable incidents than I, than I realized. Yeah, I, I brought. I had a lot of takeaways. As I'm hearing you describe those episodes, I'm thinking back at the takeaways that I, you know, got from listening to them. And I remember the one about the, um, the caps pull. And the first thing that popped in my head was tie the raft to the plane. That that was the thing that, that I mean, there was a lot of instructional things that, that I take away from that. And I appreciate what you're doing because it's great. Yeah. So it's uh, all about trying to help people, you know, become safer pilots. The, the other thing I spend a lot of time talking about is flight instruction, because I was lucky enough to have uh, somebody about 18 years ago say to me, hey, I'm going to get my CFI this summer. You should, too. And I kind of thought, huh, that's a good idea. Maybe I should. And it's provided a second career for me after high tech. And I love it. I have so much fun teaching. And so, for example, I gave a presentation today in the FAA building on uh, night flying safety. And before I started it, I said, all right, all the CFIs in the audience, please stand up. We all recognize them, gave them a big uh, round of applause. And I said, if you really love aviation and if you think that you'd like to be able to give something back, consider becoming a flight instructor. And I'm hoping that I planted the seed in maybe one or two people in the uh, the audience uh, today who years from now may go back and go, yeah, you know, it was just because of that seminar that you said that. And I've actually had people contact me who listen to the podcast who say, Max, you inspired me. I'm now transitioning like you did from high tech to a career as a flight instructor. Yeah, which is, that's basically what I was saying before too. So I, I want to be Max Trescott when I grow up is pretty much <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> Stepping away from that career, having that second career as a CFI, flying five days a week, jumping in a Cirrus Vision Jet every time you turn around. I mean, come on, who wouldn't want that? Yeah, it's tough, but somebody has to do it. <laughs> well, and the part I like about it is when you get into the accidents or the of an event, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to use the word accident, I'll say an event, yeah. is digging in and finding that nugget that we want to ask, which was, you know, what happened on impact or, you know, how violent was the pull? And I'm using that one. Or other things like, you know, the secondary questions is like when he, the photo, the chute stayed inflated 
all the way until the plane actually sunk. It actually like a big kite and then pulled the aircraft away from the raft. Yeah. But you know, the other thing about the parachute, which I don't think people recognize, that plane sat on the water for 20 minutes. Think about the amount of lift that was generated by that huge parachute. Most aircraft, when they hit the water, how long are they on the water before they're gone? Now, a friend of mine, Amy Lobota, uh, went down on a 210 number of years ago. She talked about water coming in really fast, and I'm guessing it was gone you know, within a couple of minutes. So parachute has a lot of unintended uh, consequences and side benefits. When your uh, tanks are empty, it, it takes a little longer, but usually they go, go down quickly. And I've had friends that have gone down on the Bahamas on the way back, and they were able to get out. But uh, that video there, I said, don't you wish you had a chute on so that you could actually float? For a little while, yeah. get out. You know, Max. One thing that I've been listening to you talk about is those yeah. listeners and the people that you're getting feedback from. And you know, I know how flight instructing has changed your life. And this podcast that you've started doing, it's and we've talked about this with all the other folks here. Sure. It's truly, it's made a difference, I'm sure, in your personal life. And maybe we could talk a little bit about that. Yes, I get less sleep now than I used no, to. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Not that uh, you got any. <laughs> I, I was up to 1 a.m. editing episode 104, which just went out a couple hours ago. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, changes. Uh, f- so, for one thing, I've gotten a lot smarter. <laughs> and I know this sounds odd, but I, uh, in researching topics, you know, before putting a podcast out, I learned in the process during the research. But then after I put it out, I learned even more from the listeners who respond and say, wow, that was a really great show on carbon monoxide detectors. Oh, by the way, did you know that you really shouldn't test your carbon monoxide detector by sticking it in your car exhaust because it will poison the sensor. And that's right. actually in the documentation. Wow. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. And yet we had someone on the show who said, yeah, and I tested my detector that way. So it's a wonderful feedback loop that's fairly that's immediate cool. where people you know, during the course of a week they have something to say. They shoot it back to me and poof, the next week they'll be hearing me reading some of their comments on the air. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Max, we'd like you to hang out for a minute, but uh, Mike Harris, it's uh, the Why We Fly podcast. Really easy to find, Why We Fly podcast, and yep. you can find it on the internet. Yeah, all the iTunes. normal podcast places, yeah. it's there. It's been a pleasure having you, yep. and uh, I really appreciate what you're doing and pushing forward with your actual ticket after you get your ticket and telling yep. people what they can do, and maybe people dream a little bit. That's terrific. Yep. Thanks so much. We're going to need to go to a break here. We're listening on 1510 AM, live ATC.net slash SNF is how you stream us live here sun and fun radio 2019 well i hope you enjoyed part two of open pod night at sun and fun we're going to do part three next and don't forget to listen to liveatc.net slash snf for all of our interviews throughout the show and throughout the year we'll talk to you next episode safe flying You've been listening to the Stuck Mike Abcast. Members of the Stuck Mike Abcast may receive compensation for products or services mentioned during the podcast. Compensation may be received in the form of, but not limited to, referral commissions, free products, or service trials. Our opinions and views are never influenced by any compensation, and you should always perform your own due diligence before purchasing any products or services mentioned during the show. The Stuck Mike Abcast is an aviation podcast and a Valeri Aviation Corporation production. Thank you.